I would like to suggest that it isn't enough to become ecologically aware. Because the point isn't ecology anyway. That what we need in, in the country is, is a re-transformation, a rediscussion of our humanity. We need that in this country. And to get that, what we're going to need to do, we're going to need to hear the stories of the people who were paying attention to the transformation of the little seed into the big tree. We're going to need to hear the stories of people who saw more on the land than Aristotle could see. We're going to need to understand how some people can live on the Bering Sea where it's barren and a mud flat and cold and wintry all the time. And there they see, they see spiritual beings there and they live this wonderful spiritual life there. And yet we go there who don't come from that tradition and we see nothing. We need to understand how, how the peoples of the Great Plains from my point of view, where I come from a forest and where there's everything, water and birds and all that, I come to, the, I come to South Dakota and it's barren, rolling grasslands. And my eyes don't see what black elk saw. My eyes don't experience what they experienced. They saw the meaning of life. We are socialized beings. That's how we come into existence. We're socialized when we're little kids. And what we're socialized to do is to understand the world around us. We're socialized to understand that world because people come to us and they tell us every day, this is how this world works. This is how it works. This is how it works. The Indians understood the world because they created all of these these marvelous stories stories of, 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 of white buffalo calf woman stories in my, in my culture of of this of this marvelous uh, battle between these twins over over the nature of the earth stories that tell about nature in the only way that nature can be understood not in terms of its, its chemistry and its physics, in terms of its images, in terms of its emotions, in terms of what people saw. The, the West, very interestingly, is, claims to be a historical culture. It claims, for example, that Adam and Eve were real people, and it claims that all this stuff would happen in history, whereas the other people's stories don't do that at all. You know, the other stories are about relationships. I always loved the one that, that comes out of my culture. I mean, it starts off and it says this woman landed on this turtle's back on this great black sea. Now, was that a historical landing? Or is that, is that, you know, or is that a symbolic landing? Are we talking about a real physical turtle or are we talking about something else? But in this story, in, in many, many hundreds of stories that many cultures have, it's a discussion about, about the dream history. It's a discussion about what our nature really is. It's a discussion about who we as a species are and who all these other species are. And there's no suggestion here 
that we're anything but lucky to be here at all. No suggestion here that we are superior to any of these other beings that live on the earth. In those stories that every little kid ought to be told from all these many cultures, respectfully told, in those stories are the images of a world that can survive, must survive. Because when we understand our spiritual relationship to the earth, we understand what it is that connects us to nature. We seek the spirit within us in the dreams. It isn't going to be enough to pass laws. You can't legislate people having respect for something sacred. And let's face it, in our language we don't even have a word that describes what is sacred. The transforming powers of life, the transformation, the ongoing, the, the constant flow, the thing that turns from a seed to a tree, the constantness of it, it's reversal back into the earth, it's, it's rebirth, it's regeneration. That's what's sacred.